0: Amen? Amen. All right, open up your Bibles to Matthew 1. Matthew 1. And I've had this message prepared for December 18th, and I got sick, and I was going to do a version of it on Christmas Eve, and that didn't happen. And the Lord just spoke to me. He said, you still need to give this message. And so we are going to go back into the believer's authority Uh, Next week, because we haven't really finished that series, there's a lot more we want to go do in the Believer's Authority series. Pastor Andy, uh, God willing, as we said, is going to be preaching next Sunday. Uh, We'll be here, but he'll be preaching next Sunday. Uh, But I really feel like this sense of Emmanuel, God with us, that it's the word to start this year for us to remember, God is with us. He is with us. So Matthew 1, starting in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being just a man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Amazing. Miraculous. Verse 21. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. This word Emmanuel, God with us, The Lord reminded me that if you look at the story of mankind, if you look at God's plan of redemption for mankind, you can see the story of God with us unfolding from the beginning all the way to the end. And the story of God with us begins with this. In the beginning, God was with man. In the very beginning, in the garden, when it all started, when the first human beings were created by God, God was with them. And the Bible talks about he walked with them. He talked with them. There was a relationship that Adam and Eve had with God himself. It says this in Genesis 3, verse 8. And when they heard the sound of the Lord God walking In the garden in the cool of the day. This was after they had sinned, after they had eaten from the the fruit in which they weren't supposed to eat from. God was with them. Look at this. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So in the very beginning, God's intention, his plan, his ultimate perfection, in the Garden of Eden, created Adam and Eve in perfection, God was with them. God was there. He walked with them. He talked with them. He literally, God, the creator of all of the universe, was with them. But then something happened. Something happened. That sin entered the world and created separation from God. And you can see that, we talked about that a little bit already, in the garden there was a sin that occurred. God said not to do something, and they did it, and it created this separation. Now when God showed up, they were aware of their nakedness, they were aware of of being in his presence in a different way. And in Romans 5.12 it says this, therefore just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because of sin. All have sinned. How many of us have sinned? You don't have to raise your hands. Rhetorical question. I'm raising it for you all. I, the pastor, on behalf of this church, am raising my hand, knowing that each and every one of you have sinned. And you see that in the Old Testament, before the birth of Jesus... There was this separation between God and man, and they had to begin to make sacrifices because what the Bible says is all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us has fallen short. 2022 was filled with times in which we fell short. In fact, some of us have fallen short already in 2023. It just started, it's only a few hours old. But I'm with you like, we're, we're, we're flesh. And we sin, and we have this this thing that, that God, is. there's a separation that needed to be resolved, that needed to have something occur, something happen, because all have sinned and fallen short. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The gift, the gift of God came through Jesus Christ. So before Jesus came, this is what had to happen sacrifices were to be made for sin. Like legit, legitimate sacrifices offerings grain offerings sacrificing uh animals all of it those were things that in if you look in leviticus it just says over and over the different things that before jesus came the only way to begin to cleanse us to be able to to be able to try to remove that separation from god was to have to make a sacrifice For us to do something, for us to sacrifice something, for us to make this attempt and this effort to purify and to cleanse, and it never really could work perfectly until the gift of God, Jesus Christ, came. In Hebrews 9, it says this, and then these things have been thus prepared The priest always went into the first part of the tabernacle, performing the services. But in the second part, the high priest was alone once a year, not without blood, which he offered for himself for the people's sins, committed in ignorance. The priest had to go in. He had to make reconciliation for these sins. All this stuff had to be done. But God, Emmanuel, God with us. So part of this story then happens as I read in Matthew 1. Emmanuel, God came in person to restore that relationship that was severed, that was broken. God sent his son. He sent his only begotten son to restore the op- to have that opportunity for each of us to choose to restore the relationship. To have an opportunity of God with us every single day every single moment John 1:14 says this and the word became flesh and dwelt among us the word of god the word who was here from the beginning Jesus Christ came in the flesh and dwelt among us and beheld his glory the glory as the only begotten of the father full of grace in truth, You see, church, Jesus came to restore that relationship back to what God had originally intended. It says in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus is the only way. Guys, Jesus is the only way to the Father. Jesus is the only way to... He came to break that cycle so that we could experience and live this word Emmanuel, God, with us. With this relationship. And so Jesus ascended and he gave us the Holy Spirit. And so you think of Jesus' life. I know we just were celebrating his birth and we celebrated Christmas, but he lived a perfect life. He felt what we feel. He was tempted as we were tempted, yet did not sin. He went to the cross. He paid the price for our sins. His body broken. His blood shed. And then he defeated death. And he rose from the grave. And he said, you know what? I have to go. But it's good that I go because I will still send someone so that God can be with you 24-7. God with us. And so Jesus ascended and then the Holy Spirit was free to come and to live amongst us and in each and every one of us. It says in John 16-7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Church, this is fantastic news. This story of Christmas, this story of Jesus' birth, Emmanuel, God with us, broke the cycle of the sacrifices and of the sin. And when we commit to him as our Lord and our Savior, we can now live with God with us every single day of our lives. And I, more than any one of you, probably want to be with him every day in 2023. I am tired of trying to do it on my own. I am tired of striving and trying to work harder and get up earlier and stay up later and do all these things in my own flesh to think that somehow I will be able to accomplish something and i realize realized that it's the only reason, the only way I accomplish anything is because God is with me. And I want to live every single day this year with a recognition and a remembrance that God is with me. And now the Holy Spirit is with us. It says in Romans 8 this, starting in verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. So those of us who have received Jesus, we are now not in the, we are in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Verse 10. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, if you've received Jesus, he is now with you constantly. But not only is he with you, it's the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So as I was just meditating on this, what this, what this Christmas, what Christmas did, Jesus coming and his birth, and his life, and his death, and his resurrection. What it did, it basically gave us a multitude of gifts. A multitude of presents that we get to open every single day. A multitude of blessing of being able to receive from him. So what does this mean from this? It means that Jesus made a way for all these things. Number one, the gift of being in the family of God. Thank you, Lord. We all have our families here on this earth. But being in the family of God means you have a father in heaven that is more powerful, more loving, more caring, and more compassionate than any earthly father you could ever have. This gift of being in the family of God. Think about that. That God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, is now our father. Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection made this possible. That we now can be in the family of God. It's a gift. It's a gift. You have to receive a gift, don't you? On on Christmas Day or New Year's Day or on your birthday or on whatever day, you have to receive the gift. If someone lays a gift in front of you, you can look at it. It's all wrapped real nicely. And you can choose not to open it. How many of you got gifts this year that you chose not to open? Nobody. Right? My kids are like, they're still looking for more gifts to open. Right? They're like, is there another gift here or there I can find? What's this gift? That's for somebody else that's not yours. Don't open it up. Right? It's this gift. This gift of being in the family of God. And then we have more. It's not just doesn't stop there. It's the gift of having a relationship with God. Not only are you in a family. How many of you know you can be in a family but not have a relationship with people in the family. But Jesus' birth and this whole process of what he went through gives us an ability to have an actual relationship, a one-to-one relationship with God. And I think I, I, sometimes I forget the power of that. Right? Don't, I mean, we forget that we say our prayer, say, oh God, you know, thank you for being with me, this or that. But, could we just stop for a minute and really reflect on what it means that you and me get to have a relationship with God? The the creator of the heavens and the earth, the almighty, the all-sovereign God himself, we now, because of Jesus, can have a relationship with him day in and day out. We can talk with him. We can cry out to him. We can speak to him. We can pray to him. All these things are an opportunity now, this gift of having a relationship with God. The next thing we get to do is we have the gift of confessing to God. You know, in, in, we had to go back and with the priest and there was all these, these rules in which you had to confess sins and do it. We have an opportunity now because of Jesus, we can go directly to God and confess our sins. There is no, we don't have to, you know, praise God We don't have to make any, you know, animal sacrifices. You know, I'd be having one this morning, right? I mean, it's constant. We'd be having sacrifices all the time. I'm not sure we'd be able to have time to do anything else but to have sacrifices for our sins. But we don't have to do that anymore because of Jesus. We have an opportunity to go to the Lord and say, man, I'm struggling with this. Lord, I'm confessing this sin to you. And you know, the Bible says when we confess our sins, there is healing in that. There is healing in that. I would encourage you this year, if you're struggling with something, to go to the Lord this year. Go to Him today. Go to Him this afternoon and say, Lord, I confess to you this. I'm struggling with this. He already knows it. It's not like you're going to surprise Him with anything. He already knows it. The next one is we have this gift of casting our cares to God. Pray more, worry less, church. Pray more, worry less. We can take a care, a concern, a burden, a situation that seems helpless, a situation that seems, un- we, can, we don't even know what to do, and we can take that care, that burden, and we can cast it to the Lord. We can bring it before him. And honestly, I've, I've said many prayers to the Lord where I haven't actually cast my care to him. How many of you have done that? You pray to the Lord, but then you still carry that care around like it's, you know, I mean, it's like you, you feel a 1,000 pounds of weight from this care and you pray to the Lord and you still feel the 1,000 pounds of weight the moment afterwards because we're not actually casting that care to him. And what he wants from us this year, what he wants because of this relationship is that we can actually cast that care to him, begin to pray more and worry less. Say, Lord, I give you this situation. It's in your hands. And because the Holy Spirit's on the inside of me, Holy Spirit, you will lead me and guide me in any way that I have to turn or do or change. But in general, I am, Lord, I am giving you this care and I don't want it back. Right, you guys, it's about casting the care. How many are fishermen in here? I'm not a fisherman, but I use this analogy a lot, is when you cast your fishing line, that's not what I want you to do here, right? Because what you do with it, when you cast a fishing line, what do you do? You reel it back in. No, this cast doesn't mean cast your your fish your fishing line so you can just reel it back in. This cast means to throw it overboard. Throw it off the boat as far as you can throw it. Let it hit the sea. Let it sink into the sea of God's goodness and faithfulness and let him deal with the situation at hand. It's a gift of casting our cares to God. The next one, we've got two more. The gift of resting in the presence of God. There was so much peace and rest in the garden in the beginning. And you notice when I read that verse, when sin entered, that rest and that peace was disturbed and disrupted. But because of Jesus, we now have the ability to rest in the presence of God with the same peace and joy that Adam and Eve felt even from the very beginning, to trust in him even when we're tired, even when we're worn down, no matter the circumstance, this gift of resting in the presence of God was all made possible because of Jesus. And the last one, the gift of spending eternity with God. Sometimes sometimes I yell out Maranatha, which means <laughs> Jesus come, Lord come. I want your return, I'm tired, I'm struggling. How many of us feel that way certain times? But guess what we get to know is that we get to spend all eternity with God. And he will make all things new. And we have to remember that even if the end is not here yet, and he still is tarrying, and we're still walking on this earth, that Emmanuel, God, is with us. And because we've accepted that, and because God is with us, we now, for all of eternity... Not just yesterday, not just 2022, not just 2023, but for all of eternity, we get to be with God. Amen? Amen. Just bow your heads this morning. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for coming, for living, and for for going to the cross living a perfect, sinless life, from defeating the grave, from ascending, Father God, to heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Father, we thank you, Lord, for sending us the Holy Spirit. And Father, I would ask that in each of our hearts, Lord, that you would just burn this understanding of Emmanuel, God, with us. That each day in this new year of 2023, that we would walk knowing more and more fully each and every day that you are with us. And that no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter what's happening, no matter what has happened in the past, Lord, that we would remember and be reminded that you are with us and that it's a gift, and that we're part of your family, and that we can have a relationship with you, and that we can confess to you, that we can cast our cares to you, that we can rest in your presence, knowing that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us, and we thank you for it in your precious name. Amen. Amen. We're gonna have some small group leaders that are gonna come up, and they're gonna be able to pray with you. If you are here and you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, if you've never made that you've never made that decision. You feel the Lord just tugging on you today. You come up here after service; they will pray with you. They'll be able to pray with you, and your life can have this abiding presence of Emmanuel, God with us each and every day. I want to say a prayer over this new year, and I want to read a benediction then as we close. Father, we abandon ourselves into your hands. (laughs) Do with us whatever you will. And Father, whatever you do, we know that you are with us, and we thank you. Father, we are ready for whatever you have for us in this new year. Father, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, let your will be done in us and in our families. Into your hands, Lord, we commend our spirits. We offer it to you with all love and sacrifice to you, Lord. For we love you, Lord. We want to give ourselves fully to you in this new year. Lord, we surrender ourselves into your hands without reserve and with boundless confidence for you Lord are our Father. Amen and amen. I want to read this benediction as we close. Now to him who is able in 2023 to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be the glory in the church, by Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever, amen and amen. You are dismissed. Have a wonderful new year, and don't forget to pick up some popcorn on the way out. We love you guys. God bless.